the world's most advanced color correction tool for Mac just got more powerful. DaVinci Resolve 8 from Blackmagic Design. With XML import, export, multi-layer timelines, curve grading, noise reduction, stabilization, 3D alignment, OpenCL, and more. DaVinci Resolve 8 is available from $995. Current users can download the update for free. And try DaVinci Resolve Lite, a reduced featured version that's still packed with power. Visit www.blackmagic-design.com What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. And in this episode, I continue my interview with Mary Jo Markey. We're going to focus on Super 8. Afterwards... We have lots to talk about. We have a new Android app that, because you're listening to this, you'll be able to access early. We have a winner for the Forward Film Review and some new game ideas that people have sent in. So please join us after my interview. But in the meantime, enjoy my interview with Mary Jo Markey. For Super 8, did you handle the train crash scene at all? I did cut the train crash. How did you approach cutting this? Because it was an intense scene, not only from the crash itself, but... Uh, the girl's acting was amazing. Amazing. It, Couldn't agree more. I absolutely, it's my absolute favorite part of that movie is that thing where they, where she pulls up and Joe is like trying to convince her to, you know, let him go on the, go on the little midnight mission. And I just, I love that whole part of the movie so much. I think the kids were so good. Their voices are so authentic and their performances, I just love. Each one of them seems like such an individual yeah. in that whole part of the movie. I really feel very fortunate to have you know, lucked into that part of the film. There was no doubt in my mind when I watched her dailies, there was one take where she just nailed it, nailed it. And I never, I mean, I put it in and never left. <laughs> I, mean, I remember JJ saying, well, should we look at other takes? And I was like, kind of, like, yeah, man, if you want to. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You that, yeah, because her whole She's performance amazing. is unbelievable. Yeah. I was, but there were even like just these little things that she did that I loved so much in that scene. She, she really had so many of the details of what it would be like to say, okay, yeah, sure, I'll act, and then not know what she's doing. Like I do remember there, was, there were a couple of takes where she did this, and I just remember thinking, I've got to make sure I get this in. Like when Charles said action, there were a few takes where she was like looking at him very intently until he said action, and then she turned to her little friend that she was in the scene with you know and I remember thinking that seems so right that she did that you know like she's like really waiting for the cue you know <laughs> and I remember that I had to kind of jigger the scene so that it would feel organic to have that moment in you know but I I don't know I just really wanted it I just really wanted it but she was she, well they all were great I mean I think Joe is so adorable in it and Charles and just these little moments, like waving that fly away, and I don't know. There were all these and picking little... up the phone and oh, <laughs> ah, that kid is so funny. That sight gag, it gets laughs. It got, I swear to God, it got laughs every single time it, we showed it. And and then Gabe, his like just sort of total deadpan, awestruck look after she finishes her performance. I I just. There are just so many great things in that platform scene. But then, you know, I had all these practical shots for the train crash that the kids were in. And I knew that it was going to be this crazy train crash. But I knew that he would want to make sure that we kept the kids 
alive through this crazy action. So basically what I did was I, I cut the kids and then maybe after two or three shots that involved the kids, I would put in two or three cards that said train crash continues because <laughs> I didn't have any footage. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's all CG stuff. And most of the stuff that involved the kids didn't really change that much, but it was, it was kind of try to try to get a rhythm that how much crash without kids can the sequence sustain without feeling like it's turning into some other movie. Yeah. You know, that we aren't trying to be some big visual effects movie. We can't compete with that. We're not Transformers. We don't have that kind of a visual effects budget and we're not trying to be that movie. So our crashing metal has to be on a different scale, you know? <laughs> and we just kind of worked it out. Now you talked about the girls acting. What do you look for in the rushes when you're assessing? Obviously there's the, you know, look for technical problems, but like for the, from the actor's point of view and from shot, you know, scene point of views. I look for what speaks to me. I look, I mean, that's all I have to go on. I really try very hard to keep it personal. I try not to think about what JJ's gonna like or what people are gonna like or, and sometimes it's hard not to do that because I know him and I've worked with him for so long, but it does not, honestly, I cannot stress this strongly enough, it does not work to try to second guess somebody else. I think you really have to stay true to what you respond to, to what feels honest to you, to what moves you, to what touches you. I, I mean, I look at a performance and if I can see the actor's wheels turning and it's not gonna work for me, you know. If I can see something that's really coming from some real place and feels very honest and genuine and just, I don't know what to say other than real. Yeah then that's what I go for. And I really try to keep it very personal. I have to say too, that watching actors and what they're doing in a really careful way can completely change my thinking about a scene because sometimes an actor will invest a line or a moment with meaning that completely is a revelation to me and I suddenly realize oh, the scene's really about that. <laughs> I thought the scene was about that. And I mean, I love when that happens. I, I mean, I've talked to people and I know that there are realities to schedules and some shows get five hour, TV shows get five hours of dailies a day. I don't know how you begin to cope with that. And I've heard many people say that they just, it is not practical or reasonable that they can look at all their footage mm -hmm. before they start cutting. I understand that, that may be true, but I just don't, I don't know how I would do that because that's where I start to really, I mean, I have an idea about what I think the scene is from a lot of thinking about the script and about the scene before, and the, the whole movie before I start working on it. But it changes a lot from looking at dailies. I get a lot of ideas about what I want to do with something from, and that's something I really got from Dee Dee Allen, is how much she returned to them. And it's definitely true when I have a scene that I don't feel is what it should be. And I was just like, when I finish something, sometimes I will think to myself, okay, now you just paid $12 to go into a movie theater, and this is a scene that you're going to see as part of that $12 experience. Is it worth it? And 
when I know in my heart that it's just not good enough and I don't really know what else to do with the scene because I've shown it to Matt Evans and he's kind of saying, mm, you know, and I don't know what to do with it. I'll just like wipe the whole thing out and go back to watching all the dailies all over again, you know, and, and see what new idea I can come up with. What were some of the challenges that you faced in the Super 8 editing room? Well, we didn't have very, the biggest challenge was not enough time. That was just way too short a, a post-production schedule. How, how long was it? The... Well, the movie started shooting in the middle of September, mm -hmm. and it was in theaters at the beginning of June. Wow. That's not enough time. Yeah. They, didn't, they finished at Christmas shooting. Um, we started working with JJ in January, and the movie really had to be, you know, we're on the mixing stage in April, so... Wow. And they had the teasers out by December, I think, or... Oh, the teaser, the first teaser was out before we even ever started shooting, I think. <laughs> you know, that first, you know, one that was just showing the, the, the crash. crash yeah. yeah. And then we had the sort of, there was a, the middle of the movie was a little bit hard to, to get like the kids and what they're doing. They're kind of, they're getting to Noel better and they're um, trying to continue with making their movie even as this kind of dawning realization is coming over them that something is wrong. And we've got Joe's father trying to investigate this situation that he knows in his gut is, is just not right and trying to weave those two things together. It wasn't so easy. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of restructuring in that part of the movie and a lot of scenes that could be in, could be out. We weren't sure what we wanted to do with them. We had a movie that was too long. Um, JJ was really committed to a movie that was not gonna be more than two hours and ideally he wanted it to be shorter than that. So we wanted to get time out. But it didn't feel like it wasn't two hours. It was no, it wasn't. Just, yeah, we ended, yeah, it was, we succeeded it, in that task. It definitely, I was gonna say, it definitely didn't feel like two hours. <laughs> I think the first time we screened it, it was two hours and 20 minutes. The other thing is that there are a lot of ensemble scenes in that film. A lot of scenes with five or six kids and it's I think it was very hard sometimes to establish a point of view and I'm not sure that we were always mm -hmm. successful in that. Like really whose eyes are we seeing this scene through? I think that for me that was a challenge because it's, it's really one of the big things about my work is I think most of the time it has a real point of view. I mean really one of the th things com comes to mind is that first scene where we meet all the kids at the around the table that at the funeral. Mm -hmm. It kind of starts off through Carrie's eyes and then it ends up kind of shifting to Charles and I think it's okay but isn't everything that I would have wanted it to be that scene. Now the end during the credits there's the Super 8 film did you have any part in... I did not cut that. Marianne oh. cut that. <laughs> yes. But it's really... I actually shouldn't say that. I actually cut one part of it because originally one part of it was supposed to be in my section of the movie. <laughs> the thing where... I cut that part of the movie where um, we first realize what Charles is, is... That Charles is really a director and what he's directing, where they're in his room and he shows... Joe, that zombie murder. Originally, it was going to be much more of the movie that he was going to show him, but then we realized it, we can't drop that in the middle of the movie. So that got moved to the end where we show the whole the whole movie. But that footage is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. It's exactly yeah. It's exactly what I was hoping for when I saw the trip. <laughs> um, so I have one last question that I like to ask uh, all the editors I interview, and 
uh, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite guilty pleasure film? But because you also studied oh, English, what's your favorite guilty pleasure book? I'm not big on guilty pleasure books. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer that. What guilty pleasure movie do I like? I like, like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm going to, I hope I can come up with something for you, but I love like 40s Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, you know, kind of that kind of yeah. stuff I think is really fun. Thank you very much for letting me interview you. Oh, it's a pleasure. That was my interview with Mary Jo, or that was part four of my interview with Mary Jo. And we have a lot to talk about, Lauren. First, I want to thank a listener, Phil C. I don't mm-hmm. want to give his last name because I don't know if people are okay with us giving last names or what have you on the podcast. So I'm just going to say Phil C. Phil, if you would like your last name divulged, please contact us. We would be happy to lather it up and throw it all over our podcast. Exactly. And Phil's from Australia. Okay. Excellent. And which, if you're from Australia and you're listening to this, we just posted uh, an interview with Sasha Dylan Bell. Mm -hmm. And that's in our association video section. Who is an Australian, which is why that is relevant. Yes. And an up-and-coming editor, according to Movie Maker Magazine. Gordon Burkell, writing for Movie Maker yeah. Magazine. Which, have you mentioned that? No. So, Gord wrote an article for Movie Maker Magazine. And if you're looking for it at your local bookstore, please go to a large one. And it is uh, the one with Will Ferrell on the front. Yeah, and uh, I, I talk about, I think it's six up-and-coming editors that people should watch for. Awesome. But that said, Phil helped us test out our Android app, which we're still working on a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought since Phil listens to the podcast, I'd say thank you. Thank you. And I'd also like to say now that we've got the harder testing done with mm-hmm. people like Phil, I'd like to allow our listeners to get access to it early. Before, cool. So it's not even on the website. Uh, so if you go to the website. Well, beta says, testing? Yeah, it says coming soon. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to test it, if you have an Android and you want to drop it on and see how it looks email us at info at aotg.com and I'll send you the link to uh, download it and put it on your Android device. And if you have an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod Touch, then you should download the app that already exists that's been in the iTunes store and also review it. Yeah. And let us know what you think. If you have any other ideas for it, um, recommend it to friends and colleagues. Well, we got a couple of reviews in the Android app store. Mm-hmm. from our testers yeah so we've got you know the testers have been giving awesome. us some feedback so if you feel you you love it or you hate it or you think it's all right mm-hmm. yeah, let us know awesome. so, these are constant works in progress that's the one thing with coding is it's always you're always working on the next element and we've got a few great suggestions from phil and a few of the other testers mm-hmm. and i know that in the next major upgrade we're going to do some heavy duty recoding to make some changes based on their suggestions okay we want it ready for nab mm-hmm. so certain things we're not gonna and nab is soon nab is soon which is one of the other things we have to talk about so when is nab nab is in april and nab is from the it ends the 19th so seven days back so 13th to the 19th so nab is in april in las vegas in las vegas and we've have figured out we're going to have a pub night. Mm-hmm. We haven't locked down much, but we know that Blackmagic Design will probably be making an appearance, mm-hmm. Avid, and a few other companies. At NAB or at the pub night? At the pub night. We're throwing. Awesome. And it's going to be the Thursday. Mm-hmm. We haven't locked down a location. We had a bar and then we went to contact them and the owner of the bar who said, yeah, of course, is out of the country. 
And so whoever we talk to at this bar is like, who are you people? Right. So So if you're local to Las Vegas and you know want to give a hand, yeah. then we could use it. And I don't want to spread rumors, but the pub night that I went to in LA, you had a lot of stuff to give away, like almost more stuff than people to receive it. So definitely come out. You never know what you'll go home with. I can't guarantee there's going to be lots of stuff because Gord's going to a lot of cities this year. So. Yes. Yeah, well, we'd, we'd have to talk to the companies coming to. Yeah. Well, we're at NAB. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to be hopefully doing is I'm going to be, I've been calling all the companies ahead of time and they're going to let me do interviews with a lot of the people there. So hopefully I'm going to do small little, you know, five minute to seven minute little interviews with each of the companies that I can get in touch with. Mm-hmm. And then we'll throw those up on this podcast. So that way, if you can't make it to NAB, you'll get to hear everything. Better to attend in person, but if you can't make it, it saves you the cost of a flight. And that way you can sort of hear what's coming. Awesome. And we're also trying to get with the smaller companies that not many people know about. Mm-hmm. So there's a few plug-in companies that I'd never even heard about that I just started going through the NAB list and mm-hmm. discovered. And cool. Yeah. Very cool. And if you're heading to NAB and want to meet up with Gord and whatever, then shoot him an email and maybe yeah. you can find each other. Yeah, we've gotten a few tweets about that. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Now, there's one person I want to give a shout out to, and that would be Toby L. Mm-hmm. in New Zealand, mm-hmm. who was chatting with me on Twitter, and I found out that he likes to listen to us while he runs. Oh. So, I don't know what he's running away from. But that has to be the most mileage I get, is... (laughs) (laughs) The most running I do is... He's working out ...on his iPad. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Toby. Now I don't have to work out. Thank you, Toby. Yeah. Yay. I hope he's, like, really cut, because then... We can just be like, yeah, that's and that's what and we I look hope like. he like runs really fast because I don't feel like the podcasts are particularly long, <laughs> so you know we get some good distance in there if you move fast. Yeah. But keep running, Toby. You're doing great. Look at that run; it's flying by. Just a few more minutes, and then you'll be done. Or uh, if if we could get the rights to the Rocky music. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to cut it up so that it's not like playing it. <laughs> but um, Toby, looking good today. All that said. Yes. Someone got the forward film review. Yay. And uh, this is their second win. Okay. That would be Peppo. Peppo. Yeah. And he guessed Top Gun. It was. It was Top Gun. Now, I've got a forward film review for this week, but we also have a suggestion yes. for a game that we could utilize for the forward film review. Okay. And it's called Draw Something. Okay. And it's an app on the iPhone, iPad, and Android devices. Mm-hmm. And essentially, one person draws something, mm-hmm. and the other people have to guess what they're drawing. Okay. And they sort of guess the letters and put it in. Now, I don't know how exactly we're going to get that to work, mm-hmm. whether it's not it's us drawing something. Because when I tried to set up a, a test one, mm-hmm. it looked like I had to find someone else's drawing and then start guessing. Hmm. So you can find people based on their emails and their Facebook. So we can set it up with that, but it's a matter of... But it's an app. Yes. So you have to download the Let's Draw Something app. app. Now it's free. Yeah. Or you can pay 99 cents and get rid of the ads. Okay, so everybody should download it and info at aotg.com. Is that That's the, the one we used. Okay, so you can find us there and we'll just kind of play around and try and figure it out. And maybe the person that suggested it can help us 
if they know. Yeah, and we can connect it to our Facebook group. Awesome. And what could be cool is, would be if you drew a picture mm -hmm. and then one of the listeners guessed it correctly and then that person draws a picture that we have to guess and then we can do the next one so that everybody's involved because I want to play a game. Yeah, so we're not 100% sure how we're going to organize that. Yeah. But if you guys want to download Let's Draw Something, it's an app, mm -hmm. let us know what you think. And you can always search for us in this game. Yeah. Uh, info at AOTG.com. And now, I'll be like, anything yet, so. win, loser, app. There you go. Ha. So, yeah, let's do that. Perfect. And I'll play around with it tonight. Yeah. Okay. So that said, in the meantime, we need to have you guys winning shirts. And yeah, we stuff. gotta get those shirts out there. Spread the word. So, and I, I oh, Peppo won. Uh, I, what I've decided to do, if you win a second time, yes, you get a mug. Awesome. And it's an awesome mug. So that way, when you're at the cutting room, you're drinking out of. Yeah, I don't know if this has become clear over the podcast. I'm not sure if it's ever been mentioned, but Gord has a serious problem. He has an addiction to coffee that like cannot be um, yeah. satisfied. So, yeah, the the coffee mug is straight from his heart. Yeah, and the mug's actually got a picture of a guy falling into a trim bin. Awesome. So, yeah, I want to. We need to come up with more shirts. That said, here's our forward film review for this week, Lauren. That's my turn. Yeah. So the forward film review this week. This is a new one. Underages share long neck. Underages share long neck. Forward film review. All right. So if you know what that answer is, you can send it to info at AOTG.com. If you want to do it by Twitter, at Art Guillotine. And Facebook, facebook.com slash Art Guillotine. I'd like to, we're going to have to wrap this up because it's been quite a while. I'm just, I'm just getting started. You're just getting started? Well, let it all out. And, you know, like, Toby's just getting into his groove. <laughs> <laughs> Toby. With all that said, I'd like to thank the American Cinema Editors for helping set up the interview. I'd like to thank Mary Jo for allowing me to interview her. I'd also like to thank my producer, Lauren Woodcock. Burkell. I'm Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.